It's time for Rama for Today. So he wants us carefree, anxiety-free. He don't want us to carry all of those things, but turn them over to him. And he'll work on them while we're sleeping. The reason a lot of prayers aren't answered is just simply because folks hold on to those things. And as long as you have it, then he doesn't have it. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth e. Hagan continues his teaching, Casting Your Cares Upon the Lord, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, Kenneth and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth e. Hagan for today's message. 1 Peter 5, 7, Casting all of your care upon him, for he careth for you. The Amplified Translation is just what the title suggests. It amplifies the verse. Casting the whole of your care, all of your worries, all of your anxieties, all of your cares or concerns, once and for all. So you don't have to keep doing it over and over again. Because if you do that, you really haven't turned it over to him. Once you turn it over to him and cast it on him, then he has it and you don't have it anymore. Amen. Once and for all upon him, for he careth about you affectionately and for you watchfully. I'm glad he does. Hallelujah. It's because he does care for us affectionately and love us that he told us to cast our cares upon him. So he wants us carefree, anxiety free. He don't want us to carry all of those things, but turn them over to him and he'll work on them while we're sleeping. The reason a lot of prayers aren't answered is just simply because folks hold on to those things. And as long as you have it, then he doesn't have it. And uh, so what we must do is, is cast. Amen. Amen. Cast. Scripture in the Old Testament, somebody talked about rolling it on him. Well, that's the same thing. Just roll it over on him. Praise God. Now, that isn't always the easy thing to do from the natural standpoint from the fleshly standpoint or, or the, your, your natural mind. Your mind hasn't been renewed with the Word of God as yet. And of course your flesh will side in with your mind. But you have to uh, do what God said do or what Paul, the Holy Ghost through Paul said to the saints at Rome with your body and your mind and then your spirit will be dominating you. You know he said wherefore I beseech you brethren Romans 12 1 by the mercies of God that you do something with your body. Now, God's not going to do anything with your body. You're going to have to do it. Amen. That ye, now we don't say ye and thee and thou today. In other words, that you, writing to the saints in Rome. See, Romans 1, 7, he addresses this letter to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. And it applies to all that be in Tulsa, beloved of God, and called to be saints, or wherever you are from. Wherefore, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies unto God, see, unto Him, unto God, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto Him, which is your reasonable service. I like one of the modern translations which said, which is your spiritual worship. To present your body to God, hallelujah, and to be sanctified is your spiritual worship. You're really worshiping God spiritually because you have to do that with your spirit. Now notice what it said in the second verse. And be not conformed to this world, 
but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds, that you may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Hallelujah. So notice here that he talks about the body and the mind, and you're to do something with each one of them. God's not. He's not going to renew your mind for you. You get your mind renewed with the Word. He's not going to present your body to Himself because your spirit, the real man, already belongs to Him. It's up to you to do something with your body. Too many times folks are wanting God to do it when we're supposed to do it ourselves. Amen. Amen. I remember at one time, one church I pastored, there's a lady, she wasn't a member of our church, but she'd come about once every three weeks on Sunday night. Never did come in except Sunday night. And as far as we knew, she wasn't a member of our church, but she's a Christian and so on. And so we, in those days, we'd, I'm talking about 50 years ago and better, uh, we'd close out every service with a, you know, like Sunday night, we'd give an altar call. We had no prayer room, just one room building. And, and uh Folk come get saved, folk come be filled with the Spirit, and then we just invite every Christian. Come around the altar and pray before you go home. And just practically everybody did. So the altar service would run sometimes from uh, 10, 15 minutes up to an hour. And I guess this night it would run probably 30 to 45 minutes, people praying. And when they'd get through praying, they'd just get up and leave, see? And so there's just a handful of people left. I don't know where there's over 10 or 12 people, you know, scattered around, maybe a couple of talking here and there. And there was this lady I'm talking about just, just kept kneeling there in the altar and, and, and praying. And, and every once in a while, she had uh, let out a scream, you know, almost like a freight train going through a tunnel. <laughs> and, uh, and then she'd say, Lord, you take it away from me. Lord, you just take it away from me. You know I don't want it. Go back to praying, then scream again, say that. And I looked at my watch. It's quite early yet. And I thought, well, she won't disturb anybody much. We'll just let her go for a while. And so after talking a little bit to some folks, I went down there, and, and she was kneeling, the altar bench is here, and she's kneeling on that side facing this way. And so I came on this side and knelt facing her and said to her, Sister, open your eyes and look at me. And she just kept praying. So I said again, Sister, open your eyes and look at me. I have a word for you. She just about that time said, Lord! And just give me a spit back, you know. Just, just hollered, you know what I mean? I, I mean, you know. I said, Lord, you know I don't want it. Take it away from me. So I just reached across and got her shoulders and shook her real good. Said, Sister, shut up and open your eyes and look at me. So she opened her eyes. I said, what is it you don't want? What is it you're trying to get the Lord to take away from you? Well, she said, that old's enough. Well, I said, he don't want it. He don't dip snuff. <laughs> what in the world would he want with it? What's he going to take it away? No, he's not going to take it away from you. You're going to have to do something about that yourself. The Bible said, if your right eye offends you, pluck it out. Well, he don't mean for you to run your thumb in behind your eyeball and pull it out. Jesus said, if your right hand offends you, said, cut it off. He don't mean to go out to get you an axe and cut it off. He meant that there's some things in the flesh that you need to pluck out and cut off. And it'll hurt sometimes just about as much as if you had really literally plucked your eye out or cut your hand off. But you, did you notice you pluck it out? He's not going to pluck it out. You cut it off. I said, what you need to do, sister, is just cut that off. If you'll cut it off, then he'll help you. Why, well, I couldn't give up good old snuff. 
bless her heart. Well, she's not going to get any help. You might as well say amen, it's so anyway. You can't say amen and say, oh me. Oh, I know you don't dip snuff, but there's some things worse than that that you need to cut off or pluck out. Well, what in the world has that got to do with the prayer life? Well, it has everything in the world to do with it. Because your prayer life is not going to be effective and not be what God wants it to be as long as your flesh and your mind dominate you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Paul said, you know, in 1 Corinthians nine twenty-seven, I keep my body under, lest by any means after I have preached to others, I myself might be a castaway. God just discarded him because he couldn't use him. His body's ruling him. I is the inner man. I keep my body, the body's an outman. Now notice he didn't say I keep myself under. See, the body's not the real you, it's the house you're living in. If the body was the real you, he'd have said I keep myself under. But he said I keep my body under. I bring it into subjection. What's he talking about? Well, in 2 Corinthians 4, 16, you remember he said, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man, that's the body, perisheth, or as the margin said, is decaying. Yet our inward man is renewed day by day. And so the inward man's the eye that he's talking about. Now, that's the reason I said from your inward man, from your heart, from your spirit, you cast your cares upon the Lord. Your body will fight you every step of the way. Your natural mind will fight you every step of the way. And it'll be the hardest thing in the world from that natural standpoint, but from the spiritual standpoint, it'll be the easiest thing in the world. You don't want to get born again and walk with Jesus if you don't expect to have some trials and tests. They're going to come. The Bible said, The afflictions of the righteous are many, but the Lord delivereth them out of half of them. All of them. All of them. I don't know where some folks get it. They sure didn't get it from me because I'm teaching the same today that I did 50 years ago. But I think they got the impression that if you walk by faith and live by faith, you, just, you know, you just sort of float through life on flowery beds of ease. <laughs> well, it'd be wonderful if that was true. But tell you the real truth about it, about the time you think you get settled in pretty good, you're a real faith person. About that time, something will come along and knock your head right where your feet were a few minutes before. <laughs> you, you'll, find, you'll find out how much faith you've got, whether you really believe what you claim you believe or not. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. We have wonderful offer uh, this month. Uh, first of all, it's your dad's uh, teaching. It's, what is that, one CD? Uh, yeah. Praying for the fresh, precious fruit of the earth. Right. And I believe that we're going to see a mighty harvest right. out of this situation. Yes. Talking about staying in peace. Well, I've done a uh, CD on the Lord, our peace. Yes. And as we look to him, he is our peace. And then my book, I have a book here, How to Live, Worry free and uh, the subtitle stepping out of the bondage of stress and fear I did four sessions I believe on this and it says why be worry free because God cares about you God says all our cares on him not to worry and then I talk about the destructive powers of worry 
And then I talk about conquering worry by conquering your thoughts. That's right. Now remember the Paul over in Philippians said, think on the good, good things. things. Don't think on the bad things. Yes. You have authority over worry. This is a great little book. It has helped a tremendous amount of people. I've gotten testimonies from, from this book. book. And we're offering all three of these items for a gift, gift of $20, $20 or more. That's right. Go right now to your device, whatever it is, yes. your iPad, your uh, phone, your computer, That's your tablet, right. whatever it is. Just yes. go, go right there and, and order these right now at rhema.org. Well, know that we are for Rhema Bible Training College for the fall of 2020. Can you believe? Wow. Yeah. It's this this year has just really going fast, fast, right, fast. Right. And uh, so I you can apply online today at rbtc.org. So go check us out. And if you feel that you want to know more about the Word of God or you feel a call on your life, I would encourage you to come to Rayma. Yeah, you just want to like learn about the Bible. We That's have right. one, we have one one whole. Uh, curriculum yes. just on Bible studies of the books of the Bible yes. for, and then of course helps an itinerant ministry uh, student ministries which is children and youth I mean it, it, it's yes. all there amen call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 again call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 you can also order online at rhema.org that's R-H-E-M-A Rema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message on casting your cares upon the Lord. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.